Welcome, welcome to Fire DFS Fireside Chats, episode number 29. We skipped a week at the Wyndham, so sorry. Anyway, but we're back this week talking about the Northern Trust, the first event of the FedEx Cup. Are you as stoked as I am? Because I am. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, it's been a long season, and I'm ready for a little break. I'm not going to lie. I love PGA DFS, but I'm ready for a little break. I'm ready for NFL. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. But either way, uh, yeah, we're going to get it this week. This is a good week. I am he- t- ah, I am, I'm here. First of all, you in, case you, in case you weren't aware, um, I'm here and I am Roger Casey at D Roger Casey on Twitter, owner and managing director of Fire Daily Fantasy Sports, FireDFS.com, and I'm here with my trusty co-host, Mr. Jason Wigman. What's up, Wedge? Not much. Happy Tuesday evening and happy uh, Wednesday or whenever you guys listen to this, or if you listen to it after it. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> nice. That's um, awesome. Other than that, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Wedge2424 and on the daily fantasy sites at Jason <laughs> Wedge. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, kind of looking forward to it. The playoffs are, are unique. Um, I don't don't do a ton of DFS after this week. Just kind of maybe if I degen out and play a couple bucks here and there. But um, it's always interesting to see um, kind of kind of how these you know how these how this whole playoff thing plays out. You know, you, you get a guy he gets a little bit hot and he can surely ship it. Kind of come from you know in in the in the thirty range is not unheard of. I would say uh, points double. It's it's a fun mm-hmm. format to kind of wrap up the season and close it out. So uh, I'm I am too with you. Um, looking forward to um, wrapping up the season and getting a little bit of break. And golf does wear on me after a while. Golf, golf talk takes it out of you. It's a, it's a long, long, long season, you know, <laughs> and it feels like it's gone by pretty quickly. But it does. Um, at the same time, I, when you really think about it, I mean, it's been since. I think part of the reason it feels like it's gone by quickly is because we don't really pay that much attention to the fall events. I mean, there's there's just so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much to do. They're all score fest. They're all you know weak fields. So a lot less edge to be had. But it's when we start getting into those January February events where things start to get interesting. And then from February until about now, it's just a pure grind. Yes. Um, and with the style that we play, that's exactly what it is. Which, if you're not already a member of FireDFS.com, is exactly what we do. So it may be boring, and sometimes it can even be exhausting. But it's profitable, and that's what matters, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah, yes. FireDFS.com slash subscribe. Only 30 bucks to join. So, uh, first of all, Wedge, did you roll, roll the Wyndham at all? Or were you even here? Or were, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean... I was, I was, I, I did roll the Wyndham. I did roll the Wyndham. Um, I, uh, I talked to Jeff Hall a little bit before and uh, kind of threw together and along with a little bit of some uh, random back of the mind knowledge and looking over your stuff, uh, threw together uh, two lines, one on, uh, one on DK and one on uh, fantasy draft and uh, turned like a nice 300 350% ROI, so it was a good week. Um, shipped the ship the fantasy golf metrics. Um, yeah, you got that. That's right. You got again, that. Event. That's good again, one. that's that's right. I I, uh, I did a little checking today. I, I've played that for I played in that for about the last year and a half of 
Um, I'm up about 550 bucks in that over uh, over a, a two year span, and it's it's a five to ten dollar, and there was once a twenty dollar contest in there. So, yeah, um, another one of those, and then um, basically uh, clean swept on uh, DK. Um, thanks to the old recommendation of the CT pan, um, <laughs> played, played CT pan on both, uh, played Brian Gay on both and, uh, played, yeah. uh, Ryan, Ryan armor and, uh, the gay armor. Kind of, yeah. Like get the gay armor with the pan. Yeah. Um, it kind of, was, it turned out the, really the, well. The, that was the phrase of the week in band. Is gay <laughs> armor. And uh, despite Steve Stricker missing the cut uh, on DK, it really didn't matter. The other, the other was so strong that um, turned out to be a good week. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, you know, it should have been better than it was. Um, I feel very frustrated with myself because it's <laughs> one of the few weeks where I second guessed uh, and and made an adjustment when I shouldn't have. I started out with armor in my cash line, and I I loved that call, and I knew it was a good call because Sedgefield really does maybe not last year, but this year uh, comped very well to TPC Potomac. Um, tight tracks, annoying rough. You know, fairways are a little more generous at Sedgefield, which is part of why. The scoring is better than it was at TBC Potomac, even though this year Potomac scoring was way better than it was last year. But um, nevertheless, the the comps are obvious. I mean, you hit fairway, you hit green, which is why Brian Gay made a lot of sense. Um, Ryan Armour made a lot of sense, too. I very foolishly um, made a dipshit (laughs) pivot uh, from... Oh, what the hell was the move I made? I went from... Ryan Armour to Tyler Duncan, which fucked me in half. And then I went from Ollie Schneiderjans, who didn't play great, but he still made the cut, to Julian Surrey, who played okay, but not nearly well enough uh, to make up for him. But Tyler Duncan missing put me at four of six and just buried me. And I really regretted that. That was one of those I could, like, like when, when Mark was giving me shit, later in the week for doing it i was like yeah i didn't even fight back i was like yeah i fucked up like i was was dumb um so anyway uh, not great one of the cool things though i did actually get to go to the Wyndham on sunday um enjoyed it followed um started out following matthew fitzpatrick and cabrera bayo for about nine holes which was enjoyable uh then kind of hugged back, walked back a little bit, and followed Sergio, who looked like he would rather be literally anywhere else. I mean, he was so flat. He just, oh, he had nothing. I mean, just just kind of sloppy play. Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't motivated. I really don't. I think after a certain point when he knew there was a, a very low shot of him getting into the FedEx Cup, because scoring was so good, and he just wasn't doing any of it. I mean, he would he made one birdie on the first nine holes, oh. uh, which on that golf course you just can't do. There's there's so many scoring holes in that golf course. Even even a good number of the par fours are like gimme scoring holes. Right. Like you just rip it up the middle, and you have a hundred yard wedge to an accessible pin. Right. Like it's just it's just too easy, and to not get those is just bad. And he couldn't <laughs> do it, so. 
it was bad. To, it, was, it was sad to watch him. Eventually, my, even my wife was like, why are we following this guy? Like, he's just <laughs> fucking bad right now. So we dropped back a group, followed uh, Pan and Moore uh, the rest of the way. And, um, yeah, that was fun to watch. Pan, Pan is a golfer, man. That guy can play. Um, yes. He's very, very impressive. If he, if he man, I, I watched him hit that ball OB on 18. Oh. That, that was really tragic, just watching him do it, just seeing the look on his face and his wife's oh. face when he, he shit the bed there, and I knew it was game over. That's when my wife and I left. I'm just like, we're not going to wait for the crowds. We're just going to go. Um, but anyway, <laughs> overall, it's a cool event. It's nice to have one that's pretty near where I live. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Not a great okay. DFS week for me, but that's my own fucking fault. And <laughs> I know I know the picks I put down for fire ended up making the rest of everyone a lot of money. So, <laughs> oh well. Um, yeah. So, onto the Northern Trust. Uh, so this event tends to be one of my favorites of the year, and. The reason is that we've got a strong field, major caliber event, uh, or field that you know. How do I put it? It's it just it, it's it's a really it's it's still got a good strong cut, you know, because you still got 125 guys in there, top 70 make it. So it's not as if it's a no cut bullshit, you know, WGC style event. This is actually still uh, punitive, right? Um, or 120, I should say, is actually the total number that's playing. Um, the thing I also like about it, and I don't know why this is, even though they tend to flop around courses a lot, um, save for like maybe 2015, and even then that was a fluke with Jason Day, the courses they play for the Northern Trust or the Barclays or, or whatever the the sponsor has been, tough. yeah, they have tended to be rather difficult. I mean, last year's track was was no joke. There were 29 guys under par. By the time the event ended, 2016, I believe, was Beth Page, and you only had 24 oh, guys no, under no, par. Yes. I mean, they've picked some doozies over the last few years, which I like. Um, and from what I'm seeing so far at this place uh, in Ridgewood, uh, this is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, from a from a very cursory look, uh, par 71, 7,385 yards. You know, we're we're thinking that this course is going to be reasonable, but if you walk through the course preview, what you start to notice very quickly is that there's a couple shorter par threes and a sh- and a very drivable par right. four. Otherwise, this course it's is very long. very very long, and it's very annoying, and it's tree lined, and the rough does not look friendly, and everything I've read about it says it's going to be nasty. Um, <laughs> I mean, this this course can be a real bear. I mean, <laughs> I'm 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 feeling like this is gonna cause some people some problems. I mean, now I I did think I thought that was gonna happen at Bellarive. Um, that did not happen. I am much more confident about this one than I was about. Is it was it Bellarive or Bellarive? I don't fucking Bell, Bellarive. I Bellarive. I am much more confident about this one being hard than I was about Bellarive. Um. That one, I I even hedged against my own take that it was going to be a tough track and was like, hey, I don't want to play guys who play poorly on tough tracks just in case. and uh, or, or play, yeah, and need, I know you know. Go ahead. Uh, no, 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 go ahead. No, I know what you're saying. I yeah, I was just, I kept it between the uprights just in case. It still didn't work out great, but, you know, either way. In this case, I actually think... 
you know, we have thunderstorms rolling in tonight, which automatically means fairways are going to be soft. Um, and if the same storm cell that came through here, which it probably is, they're going to get a lot of rain. Um, temperatures are sitting uh, at unpleasant 80s with a lot of humidity. I'm guessing this is New Jersey. Um, so there's a good chance that these fairways are not going to be like Firestone style bounce, you know, 40, 50 yards. We're probably hmm. going to see a pretty, uh, maybe a little bit, but not a lot. I mean, Sedgefield, we didn't see almost any bounce. It was it was pretty pretty soft. Um, we are moving, you know, about six, seven hours north. I mean, maybe eight hours, I guess, up to New Jersey by car, but. I still think we're not going to see a whole lot of fairway roll. And when you're talking about as many nasty, long 480, 490 style par fours, and all three par fives are like 590 plus, uh, it's just it's just a big golf course. I mean, that's the only way I to put did, it. Right. I mean, you're talking 70, almost 7,400 yards. Um, it's a par 71. And like you said, there's 150 yard par five par three and the, and the 290 yard par four. Yeah. That, that um, eats so, up a yeah. lot of yardage for the other holes to, to make up for it. You right. Know? So, right. Anyway, so, uh, um, obviously we're in New Jersey. We're going to, if you're usually North of the Mason Dixon, you can count on bent grass, which is what we've got here. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what we're looking at. Um, bent, just FYI, tends to be a little bit easier in the morning than it does in the afternoon, just by nature of the fact that it's a little bit softer and bakes out as the temperatures go up in the afternoon. So AM usually has a little bit easier time with them being more receptive. It's not a hard and fast rule, but it's just a general trend. Um, otherwise, I mean, yeah, this is this course is going to be a bear. It's just going to be a bear. Um so we'll see what happens. Anyway, Wedge, do you have any takes here that I haven't covered? Uh, no, I, you know, kind of looking through the same thing, saw the same thing. You know, there, there's not a lot of, uh, you're not going to be able to spray the ball off the tee. Uh, there's some, be some, uh, there's going to be some lost out of bounds balls here. I have a feeling. Um, yeah. I mean, it, now it, it's possible because of the rain that the greens will be a little softer, so we could see some scoring get out there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, only the absolute longest of the long are going to be able to reach these par fives and two. Um, so it's not like it's going to be like last week at Sedgefield, where if you don't make a birdie on the par fives, <laughs> you, you pretty much surrendered a shot to the field. Right. Right now. Um, otherwise, so yeah, I mean, you better you better be ready to rock and uh, find scoring where you can get it. So <laughs> let's kick, let's get right into it, Wedge. Ten um, k and above, uh, or no, sorry, nine k and above. Give me three plays and a fade. All right, uh, let's start at the top this week. If there's a week for DJ, this is the week. Kind of an un, uh, <laughs> as we talk about a long course, um, relatively unknown. I'm gonna go with uh, someone that's safe. Um, yeah, he finished a, a terrible 27th at the PGA Championship, but uh, prior to that, had uh, a lot of top 10s in a row and a couple wins mixed in there. And we all know he's long and straight, and so he fits that mold. So, yes, please, um, I like him up top there. Um, next on the list, um, I uh, he, had his, he had his little setback at the WGC at Bridgestone. Um, but uh, Frank Molinari is back on track. Frank, after, uh, after Frank the six, Tank. <laughs> Frank the Tank. After sixth is a sixth place finish back at the PGA, uh, you know, which for him, 
um, was kind of sad considering it, you know, he had come in as hot as anyone. Um, so a sixth is a downfall. So maybe he bounces back to the top five. Um, <laughs> That's um, sad. Next on next next on this list here. Um, if, if the course is, is truly going to play tough. Um, I like, uh, I like, I like Mr. Fleetwood. Um, right. he seems to be a guy that can go out even on a tough course and put up a, a really good round or two. Um, and, and I, <laughs> one of these days, you know, he's going to win over here in the States. Um, I'm not calling that this is the week, but this guy's got the game. He's a lot longer than you would suspect considering, um, how, how, tiny of a little duty is but um i like i like mr fleetwood here too yeah um as far as as far as my fade up top goes um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep saying now spieth finished all right at the pga championship um but some of these other guys i mean it's it's between it's well it's really kind of between spieth and spieth um I, I just I just can't do it. There's too many other names around there that uh, I'm going to take a fade on now. Now I would rather take I'd rather take Spieth over Snedeker. Right. You know, Snedeker won. You know, and Webb. Yeah, Webb had a good week, and I might probably still rather play Spieth over Webb. But as far as a fade on a guy that, um, yeah, if he was if he was closer to that 89 or nine, I mean, it might be worth a shot. But I'm going to stay away for right now still, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs here. Right. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting range up here. There's there's a lot of good options. It's just a question of where you want to allocate your resources. I think Molinari is probably my favorite play up here. I don't think there's any question there. Um, you know, I think he had a a very kind of meh performance at Firestone, and suddenly people are like, "Well, fuck this guy." And, uh, yeah, he pretty much showed them. Yeah, it's not a fluke. You know? <laughs> like, right, right. Nice week. Fleetwood's obviously a great call. I don't think anyone can argue with that. Um, aside from him, uh, El Tigre needs our attention here. Yeah. I mean, we do have a long golf course, uh, you know, and Tiger's still got plenty of length. Um, <laughs> where he's going to put it? I don't know, you know, uh, if he comes out like Sunday at uh, Bellarive, then, I mean, doesn't matter. I, I, don't, I don't know what he's going to do. Apparently it didn't matter because he still found a way to score it anyway, which is insane. But um, this will be a little bit tougher test, I yeah. think, than Bellarive was. But, yeah, he, he he's an animal. Um, and, and I think it would be nuts to not mention Justin Rose, who a lot of people, including myself, were very, very scared of at the PGA because of his issues. Came out, didn't have his greatest stuff, but still shot a you know a nice little T19 right. seven under, uh, all four under seventy. Uh, and Rose, I mean, he's just had an unbelievable golf season. You know, probably probably the best one, where for a guy who's only won mm. one time, uh, <laughs> thirteen top tens and nineteen starts. I think that's those are good odds, aren't that's they? I mean, it's that's all right. Um, Spieth is finally at a point of where he's affordable. I just hate this track for him. Uh, I, I don't like the way it sets up. Tree line, heavy rough, meandering long. It just smells like a Jordan Spieth disaster. Um, honestly, kind of like a Firestone Mirfield nightmare where he just... You can't play from the trees. Like that's just not right. going to happen. Um, I, I, don't, I don't love him, but to, to take another fade... Um, 
I know he won last week at Sedgefield, but I'm not playing Brent Snedeker in 9,000. <laughs> I just won't do it. It's just, that's not happening. Not today, not tomorrow. Um, that's that's way, way too expensive to pay for a guy who has that's been... Cra- that's crazy. He's been frenetic this year. I mean, right. the guy has been maybe not quite as frenetic as like a Xander Shoffley, but he's, he's, <laughs> no he's been pretty, pretty bad uh, from time to time. And so he could, he could go anywhere this week and you cannot compare Sedgefield to this track. I mean, no. there's no 59 out here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's just not going to happen. So anyway, um, all right, moving on down um, 75 to 89. Give me your four plays in a fade. All right. Um, uh, Patrick Cantley um, just continues to um, hum along. Um, last miscut was at that random Fort Worth Invitational in the Masters. So, um, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I'm just going to keep uh, 8,600, about, about, feel about um, DK average, a little bit above, uh, makes sense to me. Um, just keep rolling him. Just keep rolling him. He's gonna continue to he's gonna continue to perform. And if you want a guy that's gonna make a cut with high upside, you know that that there's a good possibility uh, top ten every week this guy comes out and plays. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep going back there. Um, I'm um, next on the list here. Uh, Patrick Reed. Now there hasn't been you know it's been kind of it's been kind of iffy since the U.S. Open for Patrick. Um, but uh, I know he's played well on uh, Tillinghast courses in the past. Um, it is the playoffs, and there's something a little bit different about this guy, and the Ryder Cup is coming up. I know this is very narrative-y, but um, there, if there's a guy that can kind of just turn it on and, and get back in the, in the game form, it's Patrick Reed. We saw it early this year. He was kind of out of it, um, not hitting that much going, turning on the Valspar, and then played solid through the middle of the year and kind of fell back off. So, um I'd like to see a little bit. I'd, I'd like to see a little bit um, more iron play, and, and maybe he brings his putter a little bit more this week. But he's a grinder, and if the course gets tough, um, maybe he comes to play knowing that it's the playoffs and he's got a little screw loose. Um, Ian Poulter, uh, interesting, is, is is next on my list here. The guy's made seven of his last eight cuts with six top twenty fives. Um, that ranges over many a different types of golf course. Um, he was, you know, he faded out at the, the Bridgestone still finished top 10, uh, made the cut at the PGA. That was his, that was his worst finish of, uh, outside of the open where he got cut and he finished 31st. Um, right. it, this is a guy, you know, I, we always talk about the, the strokes getting cut, um, throw out the USO or the, uh, open championship. And he's pretty much cleared every cut by three, four five strokes. Um, dating back to the Masters, mm-hmm. pretty solid. Um, next on this list, as far as plays go, um, I, I, I have a I have a little bit of a hard time here determining if, if this is the guy that I really want to go to. But um, Tony Finau, um, <laughs> yeah, Tony always kind of uh, you know there's there's times when I feel really confident in Tony. And uh, doesn't necessarily work out. And then there's times where I go, I don't know. But this is uh, one of those with 8,500. You know, odds are that he's going to make the cut. 
Um, is he going to um, top 10 finish? Maybe not, but he could always top 10 points wise because that's what Tony Finau does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could he could easily go out there and, and birdie eight holes and bogey six in the same round. It wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Oh, what? He didn't he didn't have a par in his first nine holes in, that, in the second round, I think it was, of the yeah, of PGA. The, I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's insanity. Like, and he took a trip, and he he, he shot he shot a th- did he shoot a thirty with a triple? I, I think that so. Again, it was just insane. It's, I never didn't like it. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is like this is, is kind of the um, the DFS play here. Probably not someone you want to go out and bet to bet straight up to win any event because there's always that double triple laying out there. But um, he'll offset it because he'll, he'll definitely go <laughs> <and> <laughs> score. Um, as yeah. far as fades in this range go, um, hold on one sec. Let me grab down this real quick. Um, fade. Um, I, I know, I know we've talked about it, but it, it's time. It's time to fade the Paul Casey. Oh my God. I mean, I, oh, I boy. O- only, only because, only because he's a guy in this range that, you know, would actually think about playing. There are some other guys that I don't have much interest in, but Paul Casey, I, it's i know i know it was only one finish at the pga but it's kind of been a since the travelers it just hasn't looked right um you know i mean he, he i don't know i don't know if it's you know his tee to green game has been has been atrocious and and when and that's his strength you know he's right. not the guy he's not the guy that's going to go out and light up the uh light up the greens putting the ball around but uh yeah I, i'm right now I'm I'm just gonna say bye to Paul Casey this week. Um and and see what happens. I could be wrong. He has played well here in the past. So uh might, Well might he has his... I mean not this this event back in yeah, twenty fourteen he played yeah. finished twenty second, but yeah, different it's hard courses, to but... it's hard yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to Oh that's that's true. That's true. It's just different course. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it is a different course. Okay. Yeah, so no, I, I'm just gonna take a pass at this point. That last that last round out, that last time out at the PGA was was flat out scary. It was so. bad. I mean, it was it was really bad. And you know, I I would say that this this call on Paul Casey, what to do with him this week, is kind of the crucible of the year. I mean, this is the <laughs> real. This is probably the hardest decision that I've seen that every cash game. PGA DFS is going to have to make is, you know, do you trust a guy who, like you said, has looked shaky, you know, he's been, he's been automatic the entire year for the most right. part, just absolutely unfucking stoppable. And, and not just this year, but last year and a lot of the right. year before, I mean, he has been the machine, you know, is he kind of the next Matt Kuchar, you know, uh, huh. where we, you, you've relied on him as long as you can, but it's just starting to look a little bit off. And right at PGA, it looked a lot a bit off. Um, that was a course that should have given him no problem. Um, right. I mean, every every other golfer that has a game like his played well, um, and he did not just not play well; he played awful. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with him. I, I don't know that I want to hold my nuts and pray. I also think it's an interesting big buy spot in case he's figured it out. So, 
there are really interesting arguments to be made here. Uh, I do understand that apparently he's been fighting a swing a little bit, some shenanigans, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I that's that's the spot where when I'm sitting, you know, in band chat on or tomorrow talking to subscribers and they say, "What do we do with Paul Casey?" I'm gonna be like, "I don't fucking know, man." I don't like, know what to do. I don't know. Just flip a coin. Uh, you know, ask an adult. Like, <laughs> don't ask me. Right. I don't fucking know. I, right. I I really don't. I mean, honestly, I was kind of hoping to see some press on him and. How he's feeling, maybe there will be something that comes out tomorrow, you know, about how his game looks, how he feels. We'll sway that a little bit the other way, but controlling for that right now, I, I have no good answer. Um, anyway, plays in this range. Uh, Cantley is a great call. Fino is a great call. I think both of those guys are well-balanced, good guys to deploy at courses where we don't have a lot of information. Uh, you're you're probably not going to be disappointed with either of them. Another guy who I think has been playing well enough to make that argument is probably Matsuyama. Um, you know, with the, the British and the Scottish, which doesn't really concern me at a track like this. But otherwise, he hasn't been great, but he's been good enough. Right. Um, and 8800 you know, we're talking about a pretty reasonable price for uh, for a guy of his caliber. Um, and there's there's no obvious holes right now. Uh, I'm not seeing anything that's concerning me. Uh, one guy you didn't mention, I'm, I, I don't think you did, or maybe I'm just too tired, is Leishman. Um, <laughs> no, I okay. didn't, but All right, yes, thank God. go All ahead. Right. I know you mentioned Ian Poulter, <laughs> but yeah, I like Mark Leishman. I know he didn't, didn't have a great showing at Belarive, but... Up to that point, he has been pretty rock solid. Um, and again, a guy who tends to be uh, pretty course immune. You don't have to worry as much about him kind of shitting the bet on you out of blue. But uh, the play in this range, and you're going to laugh, not named Tony Finau, is Stuart Sink. <laughs> the Sink. Wait. Oh, wait. I th- oh, you said the 75. Oh yeah! Oh, he is included in this range. That's Stuart, right. Stuart oh, Sink. A... Stuart Sink has hit is offic- is officially I'm... officially middle aged Renaissance master at this point. I mean, <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, no, he he hit a big old lull there. He played like shit for oh, you know for a while, and since then he has just hit old man stride and he is going to beat your ass from the from the white tees i mean <laughs> he's, he's he's killing it uh he's he's, he's been rock solid i love sink oh. he played fourth at the pga bellarive you know or bellarive fuck i can't i can't say it um <laughs> all right st louis whatever yeah pga um but, but you know not a, not a great comp to this golf course but still a really solid performance um and that's that's his game. It's pure tee to green, hit green, hit fairway, hit green. He may miss a few five footers and make you roll your eyes, but you can get away with that here. Uh, you can get away with missing a few five footers, I think, because the scoring is going to be low enough that par is going to be a pretty good number. So if he gets enough good looks on the green, better than the field average, I think that bodes well. I think he's a safe play. Uh, the fade in this range, in my humble opinion, oh man, uh, someone that someone's actually gonna play. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, <laughs> I, 
hate this. I hate this. <laughs> These are all good golfers. Like I, I can't. It's right. hard to come up with a definitive reason why most of these guys are going to play bad. Um, right. It's more uncertainty about whether or not they're going to play well. That's the difference. I mean, I, I guess at this point, the fade is is Ustazen. and the reason is that I, I mean, I had like thirty five percent Ustazen at the PGA, and that just oh. fucked me in half. Oh. Uh, that, that murdered a lot of my GPP lines, and uh, you don't want to fuck with a guy with a back injury who's withdrawing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just that's a scary spot to be in. So I don't love that. And normally, <laughs> sorry, I'm just fucking beat. Um, but <laughs> normally, I'm I'm all about having some Ustazen equity in GPPs, and I don't mind like a 10% buy in this case. But he's just not a guy you can really you know, dig your heels in and go, right? It's just not, it's not going to work right now. It's just, it's, it could backfire too easily. Anyway. Right. Um, right. All right. Moving down wedge. Give me four plays and your dark horse. Um. Okay. Damn. You know, I'm really kind of sad that Stuart Sink was uh, 75 and not 74. I, I had it written down. I thought we were going through 76. So yeah, I like that play. Um. Starting in the next range here. I'll just keep it uh, long. And did someone say long and straight off the tee? Um, I'll say yep. Kyle Stanley. Yeah, I love um, that call. You know, I mean, yeah, is he sporadic? Yeah, but you kind of look at, um, I don't know. He is quite the, uh, you're not really sure what you're going to get out of that. You're going to get a top five or you're going to get a cut. Um, there's not a whole heck of a lot in between, but um, if the course is long and it's going to play straight, or is he got to keep it in the fairway? I'm going to go Kyle Stanley um, every time and take my chances. Um, he's he's been he's been better um, this year than I thought he was going to be at the start of the year. He kind of start off right. a little bit slow. Um, next in this list here of guys, um, you know I, I know uh, I know Phil was atrocious and kind of blew the cut at the PJ Championship. Yeah. But I mean, the guy's seventy three hundred. He's missed, you know, he had missed one other cut, the Players Championship this year. Hasn't had great top finishes, but it's, you know, I mean, he's seventy three hundred, and, and you got a guy that has a, a on a course that we really don't know what to expect. I mean, Phil's kind of the same way. You don't know what to expect a week to week. So, you know, he's gonna make it. He's gonna make his birdies. Um, you know, we we hope that he can at least be near the fairway um so they can hit the greens you know you don't want them hitting too many shots out from the trees um mm-hmm. but i like i like a little i like a little fill action this week um at 7300 i think it's a, a, it has some sound value down there right um next down the list here um we dig a little bit deeper here um i also i also um oh man I mean, Charles Howell make a little bit of sense this week. You know, we're talking fairways. We're talking 7,100. Make a cut, maybe uh, maybe top 30 right. um, for Howell. Um, just steady. Yes, he um, did. Um, he managed to pull quite the uh, quite the turnaround there at the PGA Championship on, uh, was it Saturday morning, where he was uh, four shots off the cut line. Managed to drop four birds on the back nine and make the cut, and then he just peed it out <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah, um, but you know he's Charles Hall. It's it, it's one of the last few times I'm gonna play. I'm gonna roll my guy one more time this year and, and see what happens. Um, you know he's only missed one cut 
um, since the Honda, and that was the Open Championship. So I think down here it brings a little bit of it makes a little bit of sense. Um, you know, and um, else. I'm, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, I am okay. So now I'm not playing this guy, but how about the fact that Harris English made the playoffs? How about that, uh, my boy? I, can't, I didn't think. I, I and and the, and the most and the craziest thing too was on the 18th tee, stood on it, and he almost put one out. And I thought he was going to put one out of bounds. I was like, oh, and there's the left miss. Um, I followed, I followed him a right little miss. bit in the Wyndham, and uh, he kind of he kind of backslid a little bit there on the back nine, I think. But yeah, I mean, I I just look at it, and go, wow, that guy made the wow. I mean, there was a brutal stretch in the middle. Anyways, I just yeah, you know, I know exactly. he's your, I know he's your long term guy. So someday um, he'll be back. I gotta me- and, mention and, him and he'll, and frustrating every fire DFS subscriber <laughs> when I'm like cash list. You know? <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the year, I think he for maybe it was even last year. I think he was like, "Do we put him on there? Do you put him on there?" Yeah. Oh no, never again. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, you know, he, he, okay. So how about uh, how about Billy Horschel? Tita Green game is um, has been really quite solid interesting loans um you know iron game i mean if you look at if you look at his charts um he's had uh positive strokes gain approach um in every every event since the fedex uh since the fedex st jude um when billy horschel's playing well it's the iron game that does it for him um you know this is a guy that can score um now and he's hitting fairways with you know which is which is a total bonus so if he's fairways greens and our iron game at 7300 um you know former fedex cup champ kind of caught fire that one year which was quite amazing but um i i I can i can see a good buy down here at 7300 with horschel Mm -hmm. um as far as um, do I need another one? I think I'm fast. <laughs> um, as far you need as a dark trades, horse, sir. Uh, yes, yes, that's it. The dark horse, the best one. Um, well, is he really a dark horse since he's such a since he's such a favorite? Is, is Joel Damon or Damon? Interesting, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, here here's a guy that uh, all he did was. Um, destroy every golf course for an extended period of tee to green. Um, if he can continue to do the same thing here, um, I see no reason um, that he can't at least bri- provide some value at 6,800. Um, I mean, he finished 54th at the Barracuda, but, and, and it played in some, and some weaker field events, but you know, I mean, he finished uh, be- prior to that. He was in top 25 and, in uh, five straight events and had, geez, man, three top tens. So 6,800 for a guy that hasn't missed a cut since the Travelers, I, I think that brings some value into play there. So I'll take Damon as their Damon or whatever the hell his name is <laughs> as the flyer. Yeah, um, oh, sorry, that was a long talk. I'm you're good. Process. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out with the Messer Smith special and go with Keegan right away. Ah, 7, there you go. I mean, look, you're dealing with unknowns. Just default <laughs> to TD Green, right? I mean, you just you fall back to it, and you re- recognize that ultimately everything is about birdie opportunity. 
in the end. Right. And Keegan is just really good at that. He's just really good at finding his way around golf courses that are really fucking annoying. Um, now, maybe not, you know, uh, uh, the U.S. Open <laughs> over at Shinnecock where he shot 81 because, you know, I don't think anyone could hit those greens very effectively and not name Tommy Fleetwood or Brooks Kavka. But, um, yeah, overall, Keegan, Keegan is just really, really good at the, this kind of a golf course. He's going to be a very effective. I'll take the possibility of him whiffing a few five-footers if I get him 350 down the middle of the fairway and having a chance to reach the par fives and two, um, in, in 7,000, it's just a great spot in general. Um, how I like that call. I also like the Stanley call and, and even the Phil call to an extent. I, I think there's a good argument to be made for DeChambeau here. Um, I, I don't think it's a score fest, which is not ideal for a guy like DeChambeau, but at the same time, uh, he is playing very solid golf, um, in general. And, and I, I don't know if you, you buy a lot of him, but 7,400 is a nice price for a guy who's capable of playing at a very high level. Um, Let's see here. Uh, aside from him, I had a few guys on my list here. Ah, um, old Chuck Hoffman, I think, is <laughs> worth a look. I know he's your boy. Uh, <laughs> yes, but, he is. You know, it's it's this is a classic Char- Charlie Hoffman kind of <laughs> weird year. You know, I think he's back to his old tricks. You know, this this, this is more the Charlie Hoffman <laughs> yes. than I was expecting this year. Uh, yes. Limping through some cut lines, not quite limping through others, doing some weird stuff. One top 10 and 23 starts. How about know, that? It's just kind of kind of out there. And, I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah, that's why he's sitting at 6,800 in this field and not like 8,000 like where he was last year or so, right? So, anyway, you get what you get. I mean, you might get a little bit of lightning in a bottle and get him up to about a – you know, a tie for 20th or so, which is nice. Right. But when you're down in this range, beggars can't be choosers. Right. I like the Damon call. Um, one other call I was going to make in here that I think is worth looking at is, again, Ryan Armour. Um, longer mm-hmm. golf course for sure. Uh, so don't get me wrong. I think this one has risk. And he has played better at high-scoring tracks than others. But he did play well at Muirfield, which is definitely not a high-scoring track. And, you know, he did go runner-up at Quicken Loans at 13-under, which was not a score fest, but it is a hit-the-fairway fucking kind of track. And right. this is definitely that. Setchfield is the same way last week. Had a very, very nice week, um, although not a comp, really. But um, 6,500, I mean, you could do a lot worse than hmm. Ryan Armour in this range. Um, Dark Horse, oh, God. Uh, I actually have to pick one. <laughs> They're all so bad. I mean, do I really have to? I mean, God. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to do this. I don't like. I don't like any of these. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll pick. I'll pick a dark horse. I'll go with Kevin Chapel. Um, there you go. Well, you just never know. You never know Kevin right. Chapel. Right, it is right. the That's ultimate it. dice roll. He's like the poor yes. man Xander Shoffley, right? Like, <laughs> it's it's 
you know, it's a dice roll. I, I, I thought that Kevin Chappell really turned a corner earlier this year, and I was so proud of myself for playing him in cash one week, and he finished, like, top 15. I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw it coming. And then, like, he goes right back to being Kevin Chappell, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're still fucking You're still your Kevin Chappell. Yeah, you're still Kevin Chappell. I'm like, that's why, that's why I can't depend on you. So, but, um, I mean, dude's dude can ball if he's playing well. So um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say, all right, you know, why not? We'll see what happens. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that'll about do it here. Cool. Wedge. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get, get paid this week. Good luck, everyone. If you are not already yeah. a fire DFS subscriber, Please check us out, firedfs.com slash subscribe. It's only $30 a month for all access. We have NFL content coming here very shortly. They've already been doing some ass-whooping in the preseason for in the NFL band chat, which I chickened out week two. I just couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm not. After week one, preseason week one, when they started rolling out all the first team, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, I'm, you know what? I'm not touching this. I, there's subscribers who pay me for my advice. My advice is not to do this. It's um, not worth it. It's not to do this. Then uh, week three, maybe we jump back more into the fray. Uh, there's some interesting stuff there. but And little week four, but... Definitely regular season's coming along. It's only 30 bucks a month. We'll be covering PGA for as long as it makes any sense. And uh, we did well with NFL last year, so I think it'll be another good season, and the community is awesome. So definitely check us out. Wedge, thank you so much for joining me. I think this will probably be either our last or second to last pod of the season. So Yeah, uh, it might it might wrap it up. might wrap it up. So quick question. Um, who do you think is going to win the FedEx Cup this year? Now, obviously, um, it's a... It's a long way away, but and, and there's not much to it. But who uh, do you think? Justin Donson, I oh, believe, just, is, is the guy he, you're looking for. Mr. Justin Donson. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. One of those top two guys. I like no, it. It's just, it's just DJ. I mean, come on. Look, when you get a, you get a track, years, that's, you get a track that's got three par fives that are 600 yards and long winding fairways and deep rough. I mean, it's like Oakmont. It's Oakmont, you know, like maybe an easier version of Oakmont with some more scoring available out there. Not quite so insane, but I mean, it just has DJ's name all over it. That's kind of the whole point. Um, so yeah, he, I'm going to go gonna, with Dustin Johnson gonna, and, you is know, going to take down the, is he going to take down the whole FedEx cup this year? Yes. Or is that Okay. Oh yeah, no, he's he's gonna win the whole goddamn thing. Okay. I mean, he'll win this week and with double the points. I mean, he'll and, and I think he's got a good shot at TBC Boston, and we know he has a good shot at East Lake. And, right. I mean, he's right. a good shot any week. I right. Mean, the only right. the only week he doesn't have a good shot is Harbortown, where he literally all of his weapons <laughs> he, are taken he, away he from played him. Played pretty but, well there this year. Yeah, he did okay. I mean, for for a course where you know he can't use his best weapon, yeah, he played all right. Um, so anyway. All right, Wedge. All right. Good luck this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Fire DFS, uh, Fire to Side Chats, episode number 30. And uh, thank you for listening. Have a good week.